From the deep freeze of Northern New England, welcome to the Limitless Wrestling Podcast, the official podcast for your favorite indie promotion of all time, of course, it being Limitless Wrestling. My name is Josh Nason, and on this week's show, we're going to recap the events of last Saturday's Cut Loose from Yarmouth, Maine, include the announcement of a massive debut for February. Massive. That's right. You guys are going to be doing the worm in the seats. We're going to continue to look ahead to the return of Let's Wrestle coming up in early February. We're also going to have some news about Limitless heading to what used to be a planet. I'll explain more about that in a minute. But joining me as always is the owner, leader, number one of LimitlessWrestling.com and the organization, Randy Carver. Randy, tell the people hello. Hello. Uh, the deep freeze is right, Josh Nason. I woke up the other morning to negative 17 out here. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it can't be summer soon enough, but... I'm happy the weather held off for this past weekend. I had a great time at Cut Loose. Good to see you in person again, Josh. You That's were in right. the house. That's right. That's uh, right. I'm doing well. How are you? Things are good. Yeah, you and I sharing some uh, frozen pipe and water issue stories before. My God, dude. What the a podcast. for it. Yeah, yeah. Different. Uh, yeah, looking forward to the summer. But yeah, it was, it was fun to Cut Loose last Saturday. And we're going to talk about that show and, and all kinds of other stuff. Tons of stuff to talk about. On this very show, before we begin, wherever you're listening, please subscribe, like the video if you're listening on YouTube, listen to Apple Pods, Spotify, please give us a five-star review and like all that good stuff, and that helps us out quite a bit. Uh, Limitless Wrestling, of course, your favorite promotion in the world. We're going to talk about that. And Randy, I, 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 I'm I, bursting at the seams because I got to talk about this big announcement. I think it's where we're going to start right here. So last time we spoke on this podcast for the people, you promised a massive debut announcement coming up uh at that point coming up at cut loose and you delivered because the one and only former wwe star maine's own scotty too hottie is coming back to maine and he's coming back to maine in your freaking wrestling ring on saturday february 26th for too hot to handle it's happening randy scotty too hottie is coming to limitless that's pretty crazy uh that's a dream booking honestly uh pulling back the curtain a little bit i mean that's someone who uh, I think I was talking to AG about it recently, like uh, someone who's been on the radar, of someone we've wanted to book realistically since like 2017. I think we tried to set up him versus AG for the anniversary show in 2018, which is kind of funny because uh, Scotty Tuhati went on to be one of his first trainers uh, in his class at the PC. So it's funny how things work out, but Awesome to have Scotty Tuhati. He's stoked about it. I've actually been talking to him a ton, and he's very excited to come back and is stoked that people are excited about it, too. So it's just going to be a fun time all around. I hope people can make it out for it February 26th. We've also announced Iron Beast will be back in the house, KTB and Shane Mercer, fresh off appearances at the Hammerstein for GCW. Uh, they were some fan favorites when they debuted as a team in December, so they're coming back to tag team competition on the 26th. And as you're listening to this, this week, tickets going on sale this Friday, 7 p.m. on LimitlessWrestling.com. So don't miss it. Yeah, this is one I wouldn't wait for. Uh, obviously, I'd say with all the shows, but definitely with, uh, you never know, Sky Too Hotty. There may be some fans outside Limitless getting their first taste of action. You may hear Sky Too Hotty's uh, on his way. And this is, uh, yeah, this is going to be good. He's teaming with Fandango, or uh, Dirty Dango, rather which is crazy, uh, a main connection. We'll get to, to how that came about and, and at least one of the guys that they're going to be facing. But uh, I guess real quick, take the fans behind the curtain and, and kind of when, when you thought, okay, I got to get this guy booked and, and how the process went and all that good stuff. It was pretty much immediate when he made the announcement that he was 
or had asked and I think was granted his release from the WWE. Uh, I was talking to AG about it and he mentioned like, you know, he, he was pretty confident that Scotty too hot. was not just leaving the WWE to go home. You know, he was going to want to get out on the road again and wrestle. And uh, I said, if that's the case, I mean, we got to be, we got to be all over that. And uh, I, I believe that evening I got his number and we were texting the next day and it was uh, set up pretty quick after he had left WWE. I don't really know the time frame off the top of my head, but yeah, uh, it was pretty soon off pretty soon after. Um, and it's very exciting, man. It's very exciting to have him back. Uh, he's got family up this way who have not seen him wrestle in, I think seven or eight years, uh, I think somewhere around there because he was up for big time wrestling. I remember I was there. He brought a fan into the ring to do the worm and they tried to drop like a double ax handle off the second on Sean Burke in the ring, but uh, <laughs> good memories. And I think there's going to be some more coming off February 26th. Yeah. It's going to be pretty crazy. So I, uh, I texted you when I, I, you know, I was joking kind of what I thought the announcement might be last week. And then I, I literally had no idea. And then last week I was doing a, a transcription of an interview he did with um, uh, with Chris Jericho. And he was talking about like you know, when Vince McMahon wanted all the trainers to dye their hair or dye the beards, cut the hair, all that stuff. And I just kind of looked at my looked up and I'm like, that must be the big announcement. And that's what I text you. Like, I think I know what it is, but I didn't really want to know um so yeah that's that's cool so yeah this is <laughs> this is yeah that's i i had not like didn't even dawn on me it, even when he got released randy i didn't ever think oh man he can kind of come back and uh, do something because i didn't know he was going to get out there i know he uh he obviously wrestled joey janela for gcw but i thought didn't know if that was kind of a one-off but you know he's talking this interview about how he wants to get out there and do this stuff and he sounds to be it's interesting a lot of these veterans you know charlie haas is is back out there as well and there's like Guys are in their late 40s who are in great shape, and they're like, look, other people are doing this. Matt Hardy's doing this. Chris Jericho's doing this. And they're making money, and they're having fun. And I want to get out there and do this stuff. So I wonder if we're going to see this wave of like uh, older older wrestlers kind of uh, getting back out there, but guys that can still go, you know? I feel like it's certainly possible. Like I was, I was thinking like that when I saw Chris Hamrick a few months ago. He was up in the, the area. Yeah. He actually came by the – limitless dojo and was taking some of the most beautiful arm drags i'd ever seen and i'm like what the fuck like this dude should be wrestling all the all over the place um but yeah i mean it's super cool to see i think he's like just really having fun right now i mean i listened to that interview with jericho actually and it just uh, sounded like he's in a really good place and he's really excited for what's to come so uh, nice. i am too with his limitless debut Yep, should be great. Iron Beast, that's going to be fun to have those guys back. That match against uh, Romero and Dunn. Uh, if you haven't watched that on IWTV, please do that. If you've never seen these guys in person, the power is there. Uh, we'll talk about that that show uh, later, but uh, that's going to be fun. So, yeah, tickets on sale now. Saturday, February 26th, Too Hot to Handle in Yarmouth, Maine. So let's uh, take a look back at Cut Loose this past weekend, Randy, this past Saturday night. Weather was good. Street continues. Knock on wood for that. Everything is great there. And this is an interesting, interesting show from from top to bottom. We had some some debuts, some interesting uh, pairings, and all that stuff. And so I get to the venue as I as I always do, and walk in, kind of do my do my thing, and come over and uh, you know kiss the ring as I always do, and say hi to you and everything. And uh, you, without hesitation, say we got some stories to talk about <laughs> on this. It was uh, it was crazy. Crazy. So uh, tell people what what they should know about some some travel issues for some people and some cards changes and. Wherever you want to let people in on, why don't you let them know? Yeah, it was just, uh, it was honestly like too, going way too well. 
at like two in the afternoon and it was very stress-free like going into the show surprisingly and uh ace romero actually passed by me in the hallway and was like are you all right like you're looking a little too all right today and uh i'm like yeah i'm I'm good right now like nothing's gone wrong yet so jesus almost like it was like 4 30 uh ethan scott was just getting in i think around then and went to set up everything for the music as he typically does and um, a couple of our students had uh packed up the sound equipment from the school on the way down and had not brought the audio hookups for all the speakers and the microphones so uh we kind of like had the game plan uh i didn't really know if it was like worth sending someone back to go get i did send someone to like turn around from where they were at to go see if they could make it to the school in time to get the hookups they weren't going to make it in time danger kid had the bright idea to uh go to guitar center and figure out if we could find all the chords needed which we did and 200 and change later we were back in business with uh some music for the night but that's the stupid shit that just you know it happens when uh (laughs) when we're not double and triple checking everything. And, you know, it's, it's, that's why, like, I love, I love being in Yarmouth, but it's even more stress-free to be in Herman where the worst possible scenario is something is 35 minutes away. Right. Um, And, and the school itself is like 15 minutes away. So if we ever forget anything, it's an easy alternative, but I mean, Hey, that's what happens. (laughs) Uh, And then on top of that, so then, I didn't know if we we're going to have the MSP Bear Country match at a point in time on Saturday. And this is pretty, pretty crazy. And uh, I think it speaks volumes about Bear Country as individuals and wrestlers that uh, they were able to kind of navigate the travel storm that they were in that day and make it work to get to the venue and have the match. Uh, they had a flight delay for quite some time. And then there was issue when they were changing flights about getting their baggage from one plane to another. And, Uh, I believe their pilot just like left the plane and did not come back for hour plus at a time. And uh, at that point, like it was 2.45 in the afternoon and they're texting me from the runway in New York, like just not 100% sure what was going on or when they were getting in. It was just a mess in general, but they ended up being able to fly into Boston much later than anticipated. They took an Uber all the way from Boston to the Yarmouth Amvets Hall. Get out of here. Wow. Got there uh, a little after 8 p.m. So I'm told I did not even see them come into the building and uh, still had their matchup with MSP that night and then, you know, went home the next day. So that's a crazy like day and a half span. And they still were able to make it in time to have their match. So definitely, if you can, uh, I know they weren't there for beginning of the show or intermission but if you didn't get a chance to see them they've got t-shirts online support them if you can uh they really went out of their way to make that work and you know could have easily just canceled and said it's impossible to do so that there has to be um i'm writing this idea down there must be like uh so many stories of, of of indie wrestlers that have had these strange travel things and how they ended up getting to the venue you know what i mean like or things like we've talked about, like, you know, J.D. Drake, when he went from Limitless all the way to Los Angeles for PWG the next day. And right. just that whole schedule and how you do that. And then also, like, kind of the planes, trains, and automobiles approach of, like, I just imagine, like, an Uber driver 
picking up these two giant men in like what like a, a Honda Accord, you know what I mean, or Ford Focus. Some guys just like, oh, I'm just gonna drive people around Boston real quick. And he's like, Oh my god, these two big guys getting in there and I'm going to wear garments <laughs> me. I mean, it's yeah. just like a hilarious thing to think about. This, I mean, it happens more times than you think, and I'm sure like every weekend on some shows, because sometimes it's just impossible with weather, with uh travel, traffic jams, who knows what the situation could be, but um that i i've witnessed myself a lot of moments like uh, one i can think of in particular um for iwe they were doing a tv taping actually one time with nwa on fire and there was a carload of gentlemen coming from canada uh there was a brush up with the law and one one of them was not making the show period and the other one had to wait for a taxi to come get him from where he was at and bring him to the event. So he walked in at 8.30 and I believe went out and had a match at 8.50. Nice. Like it was within 20 minutes. And uh, it's just crazy what it ends up being sometimes. Man, pro wrestling. What a life, huh? What a life. For real. So let's uh, let's go over the uh, the results here. But I, before I do, I will say that the premiere of Cut Loose, if you have not seen this, it's going to be streaming live Monday, February 7th, 8 p.m., on IWTV again, Monday, February 7th at 8 p.m. on IWTV. Skip Monday Night Raw for the night. Trust me, watch Cut Loose instead. You'll have a lot more fun and a lot less stress. Anyway, so this this event uh kicked off with kicked off with the Limitless Wrestling World title on the line, Randy. You weren't gonna wait till the end. These two guys wanted to fight. I this is one of the things I thought about is like you have all these different uh uh, crazy people backstage in the show, especially in grudges and things like that between Ace Romero, Alec Price, Rip Bison, and Slade. You know, JD Drake's all pissed off. Big Beef, Charles Mason. I mean, backstage, it must have been crazy. It must have like extra security for this one. So uh, Alec Price uh, defending the Limitless Wrestling title with Romero just calling him out saying, let's do this now. This, was, uh, this went to a no contest. I'll explain that in a second. This is a wild brawl. This was all over the building. Uh, multiple referees were taken out. We had... We had uh, first official taken out and then uh, t- taken out again. And then uh, we had another official come out and he ended up getting laid out. And then the third official, who I believe was uh, was Nate Speckman, uh, came out and then eventually just throwing this match out. These two guys just were just basically lost control, went crazy. They cut loose. And what did that happen? What happened next? The former Limitless Wrestling World Champion Anthony Green came out. And he tried to maintain some order between these two guys and saying, look, 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 uh, you can't keep doing this. You, you just, you got to get in control here. Got to settle this. And essentially what he said is we're you guys going to do this. Let's do this next month. Limitless wrestling title. Let's uh, let's do a rematch. And look, all these puny officials here, they're going to stay in the back. And AG is going to don the referee outfit for one last time. Cause he was a referee when he first started. And he's going to be refereeing this world title match for next month. This was uh, so yeah. So this this was crazy. Again, went to a no contest. Match was thrown out. Referees taken all over the place. And at the end of the day, Anthony Green is going to be the official referee for their rematch in February. How about that? A very chaotic situation to open the show. Uh, like you said, Ace Romero wasn't waiting around. He's waited six years to be the top guy here and wanted to do it right off the bat. So. Alec Price wasn't going to back down from that. Unfortunately, like you said, referees, uh, we ran through them on this night. Tony P, his limitless wrestling return was short-lived, taken out twice by Ace Romero. Well, one inadvertently was Alec Price's boot, but the Romero senton was a little deliberate. And then (laughs) Giuseppe, 
his first appearance in a limitless ring. He gets lariated out of his shoes. Just insane. Uh, Anthony Green interjecting himself into the situation. And like you said, making a hell of a main event for next time. February 26th is Alec Ace. There must be a winner. Anything goes. And the special guest referee is Anthony Green. So uh, high stakes there. And it's going to be a very tense situation. We want to talk about tense with Anthony Green in the middle of these two. I guess so. When is the last time the AG actually refereed? That's a great question. I have zero clue. I'm not sure if he's ever been a special guest referee since he's really been wrestling. But uh, if if not, I would have to say that would be around the 2013-2014 area of when he stopped refereeing. So I, I do have a request if AG is listening to this, which he should be because he would get all the scoops about his uh, fellow wrestlers. You know, he, uh, I don't know if you knew this, he, he was a wrestler in WWE NXT and also 205 Live. And one of the trainers there, and one of the guys kind of running the show is Shawn Michaels. And when I think about special guest referees and special guest referee outfits, Randy Carver, I think of Shawn Michaels in his short shorts that he had. Uh, <laughs> I think it might have been for, uh, for Steve Austin. I'm trying to remember what the match is, but I just, when I think of special guest referees, I think of, of him. His uh, very skimpy outfit, I would say. So my hope is maybe AG is part of his tie into HBK. Maybe kind of brings back that look for uh, for February. What do you think? It could be. I'm not really sure what he's throwing together, but I hmm. I have to believe it's going to be something authentically AG. Oh, my boyhood dream maybe could be realized. Anyway, let's speak more about Anthony Green because Anthony Green says, screw it. I'm going to stay out here and let's go. And being let's go in this four-way match between Anthony Green, the debuting Blanco Loco, Kevin Blackwood, and Nolo Catano, a match with some high stakes, obviously. This was, uh, I didn't take a ton of notes for this match because I thought it was great, and I just watched uh, AG picking up the win after a, uh, a cor- what do you call it, a corner pole uh, pile driver. Basically, uh, Blanco was, uh, was on the ropes and pulled him off and then hit him with a nice pile driver. This was, like, all action. This was a lot of fun. I love the different... Uh, Mixing and matching between the two, I thought Loco had a an awesome debut, and I hope that you can bring him back at some point because uh, I thought he was good. I think a a Loco versus Catano match would be a lot of fun. Uh, he, he's just he's, he's a good if if uh, he comes back. This was fun. Anthony Green again picking up the big victory and coming off that loss to Beck in the uh, in January. You know, we starting out right here in uh, in 2022. Crucial for Anthony Green to kind of get back on track. I mean, he's had. Two of his last three matches heading into cut loose had been losses, one to Alec Price, one to Becca. So uh, I think very meaningful to kind of keep him in somewhat of contention. Obviously, he's got a long way to go to think about championship gold again. Awesome showing, like you said, from Blanco Loco and his limitless debut. I think there's a lot of fun matchups he'd be great in down the line. But, uh, I mean, man, it, it really you really have to wonder where someone like a Kevin Blackwood or someone like a Nolo Catano kind of go from here. Uh, a tough loss for both of them. We called it a must-win four-way. It certainly was that. And Anthony Green pushing forward with a victory, heading into being the special guest referee on the 26th. Hmm. Well, was uh, I, Mr. Loco, of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring uh, bring up the Pokemon they brought. Is that Pikachu? I'm not really familiar with with Pokemon names. Is that was that Pikachu? That was Pikachu, all right. Yeah, and uh, it Pikachu was. was really over. I don't know if you heard the Pikachans all around the place. I certainly did, and Kevin Blackwood, not a fan of Pikachu, uh, you know, <laughs> kicking Pikachu and taking him. It was uh, it was quite quite a moment there. So yeah, who who knows? Could be do a mixed tag with Blanco Loco and, and Pikachu at an upcoming show. You never know. 
Another debut, Hyen making her a limitless wrestling debut against uh, Becca, the incumbent, so to speak, and Becca picking up the victory here. And this was, you know, I think uh, the crowd, uh, they may have not been too familiar with Hyen. We obviously have talked about her and, you know, people make their debuts, you know, it takes them a little bit. And I think once Hyen started healing it up on Becca, uh, they got into this a, a little bit more and Becca picked up the big win over uh, a, you know, pretty well-known name or, or getting to be a bigger name on the indies and yeah becca just you know continue to do what she does and she's done for a long time and that's win matches and uh, setting up some hopefully some big stuff in the future yeah she's stringing them together now and uh that's huge heading into the new year obviously defeating dave Yan at the price you pay defeating anthony green at limitless worcester and now uh victory here over the renaissance woman uh very impressive debut for Hyen as well, I believe. I'm always curious how people are going to react to debuting wrestlers, especially in a single situation, because sometimes it is a feeling out process. And I think, you know, Hyen was obviously going to come into this match trying to out wrestle Becca and then uh, it may have cut a corner here or there to try to get the upper hand. But uh, Becca able to hang with it, able to weather the storm and get the victory at the end of the day. So. Uh, impressive moving forward for Becca, but I definitely think the Renaissance woman, another one you're going to see back in the mix of limitless wrestling sometime soon. I think, uh, hard to imagine either of these guys not coming away banged up. And I think even as we record this on, uh, on Wednesday, uh, days after the show, these guys are probably feeling this. This was, uh, the only notes I took during this, Randy was prison fight. Rip Bison, <laughs> Rip Bison picking up the win over Slade. No real technique here. This was a, a slobber knocker. This was a big meaty guy slapping meat. This was a Randy Carver special. This was uh, this was fun. This was just a, pardon my French, a fucking brawl. And it was I am all here for it. This was uh, this was great. I, I don't know what more I can add to this. This is a you know must see. I would think especially you're into just just brawls. And Slade is crazy. Bison is crazy. And crazy met crazy. Uh, this one paid off. Love this. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I didn't know what to expect from this one. I don't know if anybody did, but uh, it was more than I expected. I, I did not catch all this match. I caught maybe three or four minutes on the ass end of it, and uh, I was still blown away. And people, I literally walked onto the stage, and everybody looked at me like, what the fuck is going on? Because um, uh, I was hearing, I was in the stairwell, I think, and I was hearing just thud after thud, and I'm talking loud. And I come up the stairs, and there's a lot of people peeking through the curtain watching this one. And I ask one of them, I'm like, what the fuck was just going on? They're, like, They're doing body slams on the floor. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, and I, I'm not, I don't know why I'm surprised anymore with a Rip Bison match going a little haywire. A Slade one as well. I mean, we've seen his battles with Alexander Lee over the end of last year. But uh, Rip Bison getting the victory here another hard fought battle for him and i think an awesome uh yarmouth debut for slade this crowd had never seen slade before i'm sure some of them had but uh i would say a majority probably hadn't yet in the yarmouth area and slade's just like a psychopath i've got so much in mind for match wise so hmm. i feel like we're going to see more of these wild encounters with slade moving forward but uh rip bison speaking of encounters jd drake wasn't waiting around. He didn't want Rip Bison to soak in his moment whatsoever after a victory. JD no. comes out and essentially tells him to pound sand. Yeah, so I was going to get to that. So, uh, yeah, the match ends, and then JD Drake's music hits, and he just comes out and completely uh, ignores Rip Bison. Very rude of JD Drake. And JD Drake came out for his, uh, his open challenge, his version of that, and he cut a promo, and it was a pretty, pretty good promo. Basically uh, saying he was he was tired of being uh, tired of 
you know, kind of looking out or being the, uh, being the guy that's always the the second to the dance, you know, and he is he basically turned it on the main fans saying he was better than them and that he was just going to basically tired of placating them. And he was just going to kind of do things his own way. And he's just going to kick ass. And he just uh, made his open challenge. And what I would assume is hopefully getting to back a route to the, uh, another limitless wrestling world title shot. And then out of nowhere, answering the open challenge, love Doug. The one and only love Doug. People love Doug. How could you not? He comes out, big pop from the crowd. And, you know, you might assume this uh, going into this as Doug's walking the ring and Jay Drake being as pissed off as he was, you know, going after fans, especially young ones at ringside, not uh, not holding back at all. But this might end quickly. It didn't. This was a this was a fun match between these two guys. And Doug, you know, J.D. Drake was, was uh, unloading the playbook and dominating as he usually does. But Love Doug hanging in there and almost had a J.D. Drake on his heels a couple times. J.D. Drake picking up the victory. Uh, totally did not do the uh, the moonsault to much of the fans' dismay. I think he enjoyed that. And then J.D. Drake picks up the win. And he just says, screw this. And he's going to go after Doug a little bit more. And then Rip Bison comes back out and goes uh, goes face-to-face with, uh, with J.D. Drake and sets us for a very interesting match next month. We still got to get confirmation on that matchup regardless. JD, like you said, taking it to Love Doug. But I, I was really impressed here, Josh. I don't know about you and Love Doug, the real-life Cupid here, stepping up to the challenge, I think really taking a step up in competition and uh, really just trying his hand at someone who's main-evented Limitless shows in the past year. And that's, uh, that's a lot to, uh, to bite off if you're Love Doug. Uh, it's definitely a change in pace from what he's been thrown recently, but – he was able to hang. He was able to go blow for blow with J.D. Drake and keep answering the call, at least for a time period. Obviously, it didn't work out for him at the end, but uh, I think he opened a lot of people's eyes on what exactly he brings to the table in a situation like this. Yeah, you think of where he started, and it was just kind of this uh, this annoying uh, figure, and he just worked his way into everyone's hearts. And, yeah, like I said, he came out, and it's like, oh, boy, this, is, this might be – this might be a long night for Love Doug, and it, and it was, but he was competitive, and people really like him, and that's a great thing. People really love him, I should say, and yeah, he is a couple times. He uh, he almost had Drake beat, and yeah, like you mentioned, yeah, Drake just basically showing some ass and leaving, and yeah, and, and to your point, he's this is a, I would not be surprised if he kind of makes you wait on on whether or not this is, is going to happen, and Seems to be a different mindset with JD Drake than, than versus uh, past months, as we you know, as he talked about in his promo to begin. And I'm sure Rip Bison would be down for this, but yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think who knows what's going on with JD Drake these days. I think these this last loss in January definitely has changed things, no doubt about it. I think that's kind of felt like the turning point for him, at least from how he's presented himself online. You know, it's just uh, I think he's being a little more vocal about how he feels, which is a change in pace for JD. I think that's really what. Uh, kind of gives me some pause when kind of looking at where he's going right now and obviously uh, how he conducted himself at the end of the match with Love Doug. That's, that's a little out of character for someone who I would consider a locker room leader over the past year, year and a half, especially the closed taping era. And speaking of the closed taping era, just to tie a bow on it, Rip Bison has been calling for this match with J.D. Drake since they faced off for the first time. I think it was spring of last year. So this has been one that's remained on the bucket list, so to speak, for Rip Bison since their first encounter. So we'll see if it comes to be. Mm. So speaking of people of uh, of character, I would say ill ill repute or character, Ava Everett 
Ricky Smokes. So this oh. uh this this was a uh, this is interesting. This I believe was after intermission, if I remember right. So supposed to be one on one, Ricky Smokes versus everyone's favorite dancer, Dirty Dango. And they start going at it. Of course, Ava Everett coming out uh, to ringside. This is a very motivated Ricky Smokes, but you know, couldn't help Ava Everett getting involved, uh, constantly getting involved. And Dango said, enough's enough. And he took the mic. He said, listen, I, I, I never heard of women and never will. Not going to start now. But I do have somebody that will. And he motioned to the back. And out comes Davian. And she evens the odds. And this turns into a tag team match between Dirty Dango and Davian versus Ava Everett and Ricky Smokes. Dirty Dango and Davian picking up the victory here. This was a, a fun encounter, uh, a little bit of a different look for Dirty Dango. And this was uh, yeah, this uh, kind of derails the uh, the progress that Art had been making in previous months. And this is, uh, yeah, a fun match, physical match, and uh, Davian picking up the victory for her team. And Dirty Dango actually did hit a woman. Uh, I believe it was a super kick they threw at Ava Everett. But uh, yeah, she deserved it. And yeah, Dirty Dango and Davian picking up the victory. Yeah, I mean, a shocking turn of events here. Dave Vienna surprise appearance and an impromptu tag team match. And I think that had Ava Everett on her heels for once. They, Art obviously came in thinking they had the advantage, even without Aaron Rourke in attendance. And it turned out not to be. Uh, Dave Vienna and Dirty Dango picking up the win. And like you said, this is a tough loss for Art right now because I think we're in a pivotal point in their group, especially in the infrastructure of it, because you look inside, I mean, there was no Aaron Rourke with him. Uh, that's going to happen sometimes. Now we're at a point where Ava Everett is about to go on her European expedition and be gone for a few months at a time. Aaron Rourke's not there at the moment. Ricky Smokes all alone. I don't know. It's going to be interesting what the next few months bring for this trio. Mm. Do you imagine the text thread between Ava Everett, Ricky Smokes, and Aaron Rourke? <laughs> I don't want to be a part of that. I feel like we get that on Twitter. <laughs> I feel like it's yeah, just maybe that's it. I can't even imagine what it is behind closed doors. This is a fun tag team between uh, Dango and Davey, and that's some moves together, some coordination. Not bad for a first-time team, huh? This one was a blast. I was very surprised at the chemistry that Dango and Davey had. Dirty Davey, who knows? Maybe that's mm. a tag team that takes off, but uh, Dirty Davey, Dango, I, like I mean, to transition a little bit, Dango's got himself another tag team match coming up on the 26th. Great point. So afterward, he, uh, of, course, at, of course, after this match, a masked man, a hooded man with a USM sweatshirt, attacks, hits the ring. Who is it? Brad freaking Cashew. And Brad Cashew still very salty over uh, the, uh, the the state capital challenge, as most expect that he would be, laying out Dango with a, a book. And basically just running him down and running down the fans, the state capitals, and keep saying Augusta, kind of mocking Dango again. So eventually Brad Cashew says his piece. People can't stand him, want him to get out of the ring. He starts walking up the aisle and Dango grabs a mic and says, look, uh, I have, a, I have a, a friend of mine that's from this state and he wants to come home, Scotty Tuhati. And Scotty Tuhati and I, I think we're going to make a team. So why don't you get a partner, Brad Cashew? Why don't you take us on coming up in, in late in February 26th right here in Yarmouth, Maine? And Brad Cashew does not seem too eager to take that challenge. But uh, I, I would say that we're going to see Dirty Dango and Sky Too Hottie teaming up, I think probably, what, for the very first time next month in their home state? 100%. Very first time. I was talking to Dango about it, I think, the month prior. And uh, it will be the first time that they've ever teamed up. Crazy. And so against Brad Cashew, and he's going he's gonna to pick a partner. And I don't, I mean, 
I, I don't know what partner he could possibly pick, but uh, I'm sure there'll, there'll be uh, there'll probably be a state capital exam. I would assume. Can you imagine asking, you know, Brad Cashew asking and going through this rigmarole of asking all these like academic questions and things like that? I mean, who's going to want to team with him? I don't think anyone's going to want to team with him. I don't think he has very many friends in this locker room. So I think it's going to be a very tough ask to find someone who wants to team with Brad Cashew, especially against the le- level of competition that he's got standing across the ring in Dirty Dango and Scotty Tuhati. And Dirty Dango, someone who's got the best of Brad Cashew already. We can't look beyond that. Right. And uh, I, w- I wonder where Brad Cashew stole that USM sweatshirt from. Dude, What? Uh, yeah, let's talk about that for a second. That looks like... Uh, it has to be custom made. So <laughs> is he, I mean, is there some kind of USM tie that we don't know about the Boston University graduate? Or is this that much of a ruse that he's got time on his hands that, uh, you know, amateur wrestling practice before he beats up the teenagers he coaches for a video? Uh, I don't know. Dude's a psychopath. I don't know where he got that sweatshirt. He lays out Dangle with the book. And I think that's going to be a very bad decision come February 26th. Yeah, not very book smart by Brad Cashew. Good one. Not very book smart. Anyway, so we move on to uh, the essentially the, the co-made event tonight in a lot of ways, or second from the, the, the last uh, match. Bear Country taking on MSP. We talked about uh, their travel issues. This match didn't happen, but it did happen. Interesting match here. Uh, definitely confluence of styles. These, the Bear Country boys are, are big, <laughs> to say the least, and seem in, in, in person is uh is something hitting a, a lot of uh big power moves msp able to hold their own uh throughout the match and able to take them to them but in the end randy it was bear country picking up a victory over msp and on their home turf and this was uh i was surprised by this the this ending and in that bear country picking up the win yeah that one's got a sting for msp because uh, looking at their history with Bear Country, they have a very bad win-loss record against these dudes. So maybe it's just something with Bear Country that they cannot figure out and find the formula to beat them. But they weren't able to get it done on their home turf, like you said. And this is a new MSP, too. This is the vibe. Uh, and I really wondered what the contrast, the styles would feel like with these two teams. A little more seasoned, a little more tenured in their wrestling careers it had been, uh, I think, like two and a half, three years since they had faced off. But Bear Country somehow still have MSP's number and were able to get it done. Yeah, big dudes. Absolutely big dudes. And, uh, yeah, some big power moves. And, yeah, MSP held their own. But ultimately, wins matter, and they did not pick up the win on this one. Finally, the uh, featured match, main event of the night. This is one that had been building for months and months and months. We've seen these two in the ring before. We've talked about how this came to be. We finally had the big, uh, the culmination dog collar match, big beef picking up the win over Charles Mason. There was blood in this match. There was chain shots, a lot of nut shots uh, with the chain over and over again and different spots. And this was a, this was a fight. And this was a fight that big beef picked up the win. He uh, avenged his, uh, his late dog Yoshi that Charles Mason mocked. And at the end of the day, big beef uh, winning this, uh, taking this one in a, in a very violent match. So I did not even realize this until afterwards, but Beef was wearing the very collar that Charles Mason tried to goad him in with in November for this dog collar match. Right. Uh, I didn't notice that till the match was actually in progress, but this one was wild. Like you said, absolutely crazy. Uh, both men were busted open at one point in time. I, I legitimately thought Charles Mason could have a broken nose when Beef, uh, 
kind of used the chain as a wave to come whack Charles Mason in the face from across the ring or across the floor, I should say. Um, Big Beef pulling out the victory here. And uh, after emotional manipulation and Charles Mason getting the better of him, a handful of tights to defeat him in November, Beef had been chomping at the bit for this match. And finally, I think it's got to have so much satisfaction for him to be able to put Charles Mason in the rearview mirror, walk away with a victory. Um, and, and pretty cool, you know, uh, this is a different feeling main event as these are two guys who debuted in Limitless Wrestling in the closed taping era. Uh, Big Beef debuting at the Vacation Land Cup in 2020. Charles Mason debuting at Double Vision in March of 21. Uh, both these guys really kind of transformed their styles, transformed their, uh, their work in the ring. And got to a point where this was a main event match for Limitless Wrestling. So kudos to both of them for, uh, you know, staying the course and continuing to evolve and uh, becoming a true part of Limitless Wrestling over the past year, year and a half. But uh, Big Beef, one of the biggest wins, I would say, of his Limitless career, if not the biggest, uh, winning the dog collar match in the main event, putting Mason in the rear view, and uh, all systems go moving forward for the white trash, wonderful Beef. (laughs) That's true. So that puts a wrap on Cut Loose. You can watch it again this Monday, February 7th on on IWTV at 8 p.m. Eastern. So definitely uh, check it out and uh, follow along on on, uh, social media, on Twitter. Uh, Whenever these events air, there's a lot of like retweets and it's almost almost like kind of a a watch along in a lot of ways. You've mentioned, you know, Randy, I think we talked about this last time. You know, some a lot of people that watch Limos on IWTV are not from local like they're not re-watching the show a lot of these people watching it for the first time because they're from far away different countries states whatever so it's kind of like uh yeah it's kind of like a watch along with these things there on mondays yeah it's a really fun time uh especially if you want to pop on twitter uh we're going to use the hashtag cut loose of course for the event but uh this the conversation is going to be going all day uh streaming like you said monday february 7th 8 p.m on iwtv and then uh, if you can't watch it live during the stream, don't worry, because it's instantly going to be added to the catalog and it'll be available to stream 24-7 anytime on IWTV. If you don't have an account, use the promo code LIMITLESS when you sign up. It's $10 a month and very much worth it. And Randy, I must say the uh, a streak continued at this very event. Do you know what that streak was? <sighs> I know exactly what that streak is. Uh, the podcast was not put over. No, 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 it wasn't. No, no. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. If I had a heart, Randy, it would be just broken right now. But uh, I used my inspiration from Love Doug to just keep loving and loving and loving. And I may have to ask him for some some counseling or help or something like that. I, I don't know. He does have a talk show, uh, short-lived <laughs> talk show. So that's what really sparked this whole thing with Ava Everett. So who knows? It could do wonders for you. Yeah, it could. It could be uh, be good to have. Uh, I talked about uh, Limitless going to a different planet, and now that sentence will make sense because, Randy, this is some big news you uh, told me about here. Pluto TV. That's right. Pluto TV. Limitless Wrestling is now available to stream not just an hour a week, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, right now, both seasons one and two of The Road have been uploaded so far. Tell everybody about this. Yeah, so Pluto, uh, 100% free streaming service that you can pretty much get on any device. Uh, I've tried it, laptop, Roku TV, as well as my iPhone. All three work just fine. Um, it's pretty cool, man. Like, there's there's an independent wrestling channel. You can just go to Pluto TV, search Limitless Wrestling, or just Pro Wrestling in general. And they've got a lot of stuff on there that is just available to stream anytime. And like you said, season one and two of The Road are up there right now. 
Uh, it's all dependent on what Pluto orders. So if you want to let him know to get some more Limitless Wrestling content, if you're watching it on there, send him a tweet, send him a message, let him know. Uh, we'd love to get more on there as the months go on. But right now, that's the initial drop for Limitless Wrestling Season 1 and 2 of the road, available to stream anytime. Yeah, so uh, like Randy said, Twitter, uh, they're on Twitter, Pluto TV, Pluto like the planet or former planet, whatever it is, TV. And uh, let them know. Yeah, and tag LW Main and uh and all that good stuff as well let them know and uh who knows uh what could be on there in the future so speaking about the future we let's talk about let's wrestle uh we talked about the past few weeks let's wrestle returning saturday february 5th at the morgan hill event center in herman maine coming right up front row tickets they are sold out but however 15 dollars general admission tickets are available again you can those count for the balcony as well you just can't jump off the balcony LimitlessWrestling.com slash Let's Wrestle is where you get your tickets. And as we have talked about, there's some uh, some new matches actually announced here. Limitless, or, uh, Limitless Wrestling. Let's Wrestle champion Matt, Mike McCarthy, the master himself. He's actually going to defend the title in the 30-person over-the-top Let's Rumble. Randy, let's talk about this. This is new since we last spoke. Yes, it is. Uh, Mike McCarthy, the master, making his pro wrestling return. The Let's Wrestle champion since January of 2020. Uh, really didn't get to have many defenses with the title before the pandemic stopped shows completely. But with the return of Let's Wrestle, it's the return of the mass hole. And he called his own shot here. He said, there's only one way that I'm defending this when I come back, because how, how can you determine? And he's true. He's right about this. How can you determine who's the true number one contender at this point? Uh, you really can't. So you, he's opening it up to every single person on the roster. If Man. they want a shot, they can get it. 29 others can challenge. McCarthy's going to be in this match defending the championship. It's a very cool throwback to the very first Let's Wrestle Championship match that was uh, in the Let's Rumble match 2019, Davey N taking home the title. So uh, kind of a cool throwback to what we did to crown the inaugural champion. McCarthy obviously hoping to walk out the champion still and move forward into 2022 with the Masshole on top. But we'll see if he can do it. That's a tall order. Also on this show, we have uh, former Limitless Wrestling World Champion Anthony Green making his return to uh, Let's Wrestle against Rat Daddy of Australia. For those people who have not heard of Rat Daddy, tell us about him. You got to look this dude up. He is a <laughs> psychopath. This was actually set up through Anthony Green. Rat Daddy is coming to the United States for a very short period of time. I believe he's only here for three weeks. Done a lot of great work in Australia, and this is his first time coming to the USA. And we're delighted to have this match. AG said, you know, if, if this gets set up and he's coming over, I really want to be in the ring with him. And that's that's quite a vote of confidence if the former Limitless Wrestling World Champion is asking specifically, if this guy's going to be over here, I want to wrestle him. So, uh, AG, you know, we're going to put, put your money where your mouth is. And uh, I hope he's ready for what Rat Daddy brings to the table because this dude's a wild card. Look at this, Jonah, uh, the former... Um... Uh, former Bronson Reed and WWE NXT Jonah, of course, uh, working Impact and all over the place, New Japan. If you're in Maine on this date, I'd go see my boy Rat Daddy. Also, promoters in the USA hit him up. So he's a, uh, yeah, he's a, he looks crazy. He looks like he fits right in with Herman. And uh, this is uh, <laughs> interesting stuff. So AG's going to be in. Him and Slade, be, right? That's right. That's right. The Herman, uh, Herman's best. Yeah. Uh, we talked about some other matches on the show MSP versus Haven, Rip Bison versus Mortar. And the cluster jam is coming back. And Randy, there's some uh, some stakes for this one. The number 30 spot in the Let's Rumble match, Ava Everett versus Mike Graca versus Love Dove versus Armani Chaos versus Gal Barquet 
a, I believe is a, the debut in Galbar K from Israel uh, versus uh, Sammy Diaz. So yeah, this is a, an interesting, I, I love, I, I've mentioned, I love these type of matches and the cluster jam is back and yeah, has some stakes. Yeah, this one just got announced, and this is actually something that uh, we started and wanted to make a tradition after the 2020 Let's Rumble. We had a four-way that kicked off the show. The winner of the four-way would get the number 30 spot. Aiden Agro actually came out victorious on that one. So now on the fifth, six wrestlers have the opportunity to get a real advantage in the championship rumble. The number 30 spot, obviously, you're going to be the freshest person in there, but you got to fight for it earlier in the night. So... It'll be exciting to see who comes out with this high stakes, of course, but uh, a lot of talented athletes and all six of these wrestlers will be in the rumble. So mm. uh, we'll see all of them in the rumble and one of them will have a distinct advantage coming out. Number 30. Mm. Also on the show, limitless wrestling world champion, Alec price. How about that? All of prestigious for those people who are fans of uh, that trio and then young Jay Lee, and I'm sure plenty others. And yeah, is there more announcements and, and matches and such to come? Yeah, definitely. Uh, we have not announced the full card yet, nor all the wrestlers who will be competing in the Rumble. So stay tuned. Uh, more announcements coming this week. If you don't follow at Let's Wrestle 207 on Twitter and Instagram and Let's Wrestle on Facebook, of course. And then if you're looking for tickets, right on LimitlessWrestling.com slash Let's Wrestle. $15 GA tickets. Like Josh said, front row is sold out. But we have tickets remaining online. They'll be available at the door as well. Got it. Two other things before I let you go uh, this week. Uh, Randy, I want you to, to mention this, uh, and I mentioned this to you, and you said you saw it. Uh, Sophie Vasquez, who is a uh, budding uh, pro wrestling photographer, did a post for thecut.com. I don't know if you actually retweeted it on the Limitless account. I did on, on my Twitter account, but it is uh, she she did basically travel all around film, uh, taking photographs of all types of indie wrestlers backstage at events, and she stopped by Limitless Wrestling, and I believe a picture of Becca made it into this uh, post. But she's she's really talented. These are really cool pictures, and I would uh, definitely go out of your way to uh, to check these out. But that was uh, that was really cool. Yeah, it was. Um, you can find that on our social media. I believe Becca just made a post about it as well. Uh, a few pictures posted in that article from Limitless Wrestling, and uh, really awesome. I mean, she she takes some really interesting and cool. Uh, photographs and uh, I can actually announce that she is going to be a part of the series four line of trading cards for limitless wrestling, which we can officially say is going to be coming very soon. Uh, she does some awesome work and I'm happy more people are getting the chance to see that. Yeah. She's super talented, super talented. And uh, to remind me, I, I probably asked this before and I'll ask every, every, I'll ask every episode till we actually get this. Is there a Randy Carver card? There will be no Randy Carver card. No. <sighs> Come on. I, I need a card of you that moment when uh, I think it was, was it November 2009? I'm trying to remember. I, I think it was like November 2019, maybe at the, uh, at the Portland club when, uh, when WWE was running in Augusta and you came out and did a cut that fiery promo before the show. Do you remember? You obviously yeah. remember that, right? That I, I need a card from that moment. Cause that was, that was one of my, my favorite Randy Carver moments of all time. <laughs> I think that was uh, I think that was our last Portland Club show. I think it was Vacation Land Cup that year. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was I was stoked that night because I was uh, I was kind of worried with WWE in town what the draw would be, but we did all right. Did all right, I'd say so. And then also, I want to get your thoughts. Uh, being a, a indie promoter as you are, uh, GCW just held their World on GCW event last week. Kind of a I guess you call them a super indie, I guess, and, and one that had been doing a lot of uh, buzzworthy events. And they did their uh, 
best best numbers ever on fight tv and yeah just kind of your thoughts i don't even know if you if you saw the show and just kind of your thoughts on, on how they did and, and all that good stuff i watched it start to finish i think you uh kind of have to that it felt like independent wrestling history you know what i mean i know like you know ring of honor's been in that building and uh you know obviously wwe and ecw have been in that building but um especially like in the time frame that we're in right now um with just how hot they've got over the past i don't know six months really but like in general they've just been gaining steam and gaining steam it's just it's cool to see how they can and, and it, what was cool to me is it was very much like an authentic experience it wasn't not too much change from a organic like gcw experience in a show of this format obviously you know you did see some big names uh, popping up, like a Jeff Jarrett who wrestled Effie, um, like a X-Pac who was a surprise appearance there with Joey Janela. Uh, but I had a blast watching this one. Uh, I thought I thought Allie Catch had one of the better matches I've ever seen her have with Ruby Soho. I was blown yeah. away. And I kind of wondered like how the two of them would mesh. I really enjoyed that one. I enjoyed Jeff Jarrett and Effie. I thought the Lucha Trios was absolutely insane um i don't know I, I had fun watching it josh did you get a chance to check it out yeah i checked out most of it we're uh we're doing more on them for the observer website just because it's kind of hard to ignore them at this point and there's so so such interest and obviously there was a ton of interest for this show so we uh we did a little bit more coverage for it and i had actually never seen a gcw show before um, really? just be, yeah just because there's so i mean so much wrestling out there now and uh, but i'm so I, i've just over this last year they've really just kind of like I think the Cardona stuff has really stuck out. The Cardona, Moxley, Gage stuff. Like I've seen matches and things like that, and, and obviously plenty of moments. But they kind of became. It's interesting because so for so long, kind of been this like associated with just death matches, right? And you have some people that really don't like death matches, people that really do, and then there's kind of ones in the middle, like yeah, we'll see. And this was a. It was interesting because I, I I thought it would be more of an event that would bring in. That maybe try to make it more accessible to first-time fans, and I don't know. I guess we'll see. Like, I don't know if the, if this had the hooks in it to bring people back for future shows. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I, I think time will tell. But that was also very genuine to them too. And I think if you're doing an event, um, not, you know, very similar to you, in when you did the uh, the anniversary show at the expo, like you didn't do a you didn't do a show. You brought in like you know five x wwe stars or something like that just to try to get you know casual fans in uh you did the show that you kind of want that you want to do and it worked and i think the gcw i think they their fans love them i think that you know the moment at the end i was nick gage coming out and it was kind of a a cut short match because of the pay-per-view uh, time cut off but it's uh i think they did something that was authentic to them and at the end of the day that's that's what's most important i don't think they rub off any of their you know, they're hardcore fans, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated to see kind of how they, how they, what, what they do over the next, you know, six months, if they kind of grow even more, they have no interest in getting TV. So I think it's just continue to put out kind of like weird matchups, interesting people being brought in names you wouldn't expect and, and can't kind of that buzz that they had going all through uh, 21. Yeah. I mean, it's always going to be interesting when, uh, when there's an achievement like that or something major like that, like where do you go from here? What's the next step? And uh, I think they've consistently had some of the wildest matches that people talk about for a long time. Uh, they have some compelling characters. I can't get over uh, Effie's entrance from that show. I don't know. It just like that. It just hit me. I'm like, wow, 
they have they have some like legitimate stars that they've made themselves, you know. And uh, yeah, it's pretty cool, man. That, that's that's pretty cool. Like Nick Gage, same thing. That's another one where you're just like, wow, I'm, I'm gonna take in this experience right now because the yeah. place was going nuts. The place was absolutely haywire, you know. And yeah. I, I felt that even with Tremont because I feel like when Tremont's music hit, they knew like, oh shit, it's gonna be Gage. You yeah. know, and like that's cool, man. I love environment. Even even the Briscoes hearing that Leonard Skinner hit for them, and them coming out in the hammer sign. I'm like, fuck yeah! I don't even give a shit who it is. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It was cool, man. There was some cool moments. Yeah, I think that any promotion that when you're able to, and you know, this like if you're able to kind of create your own guy or girl, your own star, and have people pop like that. You know, like when Alec Price won the world title, or when AG uh, won the Vacation Land Cup, and then won the title. Christian Casanova, when he had his moment, when it's kind of your own thing, because people are going to pop for names coming in from the outside. But when you're kind of able to do that yourself, and you know, from your you book this shit right, like when it when it works, that's got to be like the best feeling because like it works and i think with someone like gage and you know he's he's associated with that so much that he's he's a light bulb there was zero chance he wasn't going to be on this show um and i think just the way they did it worked and they love him and it just it fit and and i think at the end of the day no matter what you know casual fans had to say about it they're kind of like ah, i just didn't really hook me I, I don't think gcw cares i think they were trying to put on a, a good show and something that was true to them and and ultimately that's what they did 100 percent so, follow Limitless Wrestling on Twitter, LW Main, on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, over 925,000 subscribers, 350 million views, something like that. I got to update these numbers, but views keep going on and up. Now we have Pluto TV. Imagine that. It's huge. IWTV, obviously, as well. Uh, Randy, Car- Randy underscore Carver, LW on Twitter, Josh Nason on Twitter, LimitlessWrestling.com for all your ticket and merchandise needs. We talked about all the stuff you can buy, check out, and uh, we'll have more on these cards on the weeks ahead and of course this monday coming up you can watch cut loose and iwtv we'll see y'all there on twitter watching along and yeah that's it for randy carver i'm josh nason until next time be limitless